The A-team back together in the one room. The more affable, everyday man Hummer is back in the studio. Gentlemen, dressed in black today because, well, it's dark times at the moment. Dan, the man's about to plunge us into another seven another days lockdown. Yes. But yes. for the next 45 minutes, I say this. Put us in your ears. Have a smile. Worry about lockdown at the end of the show. Put us in your ears, eh? Put us in your hey, ears. Hey, what, what I love about our man over here, just before you've gone into your spiel there, yep. he's actually complaining about the fact that he doesn't get a lot of feedback. So in our era, so... Well, um, in football, you've got feedback every day. But then in media, you don't get a lot of feedback. So Triple M, Throw at W, Channel Correct. 7, Channel 9, well, there's you, no feedback. Don't ever pull you, the pull only feedback you probably get is the Twitter. day they go, well, we're actually not going gone. forward <laughs> with you anymore. But um, <laughs> So he, he doesn't get feedback. So I'm happy to give him some feedback. Now, so I thought that the Olympics, when I watched the Olympics, yeah. you would have been great at the hurdles because you've got those big strides, you've got those big legs, you're fast. Your timing when you jumped at the football when you played AFL yeah. was impeccable. You had beautiful timing. The only problem you might have be funny or not? with the hurdles is if your bottom lip had dropped down <laughs> and just hit the hurdle on the way through as your legs got over because uh, they're too big, your lips, for your face, mate. Yeah, well, they're getting they're going to get bigger. you need. As you lose, as your face drops, my lips but are just going to drop more. Imagine you when you're 70. <laughs> you, look, you look like a big like puffer fish. <laughs> hey, speaking of feedback, uh, and I always speak very yeah. glowingly of you, I did yeah. notice the other night it, that it was you and Justin Lepich. And Lepa. Together, was there sort of any animosity between the two of you? Because you think that perhaps he might be given your job next year. No, are not you at concerned? All. No, I enjoyed working with Lepper. But is Although, there a little bit part have, of you that when he stumbles up, no, just go? Ooh. You know what I have noticed though this year, just on Channel Seven, is every few weeks there's been another new face appearing. <laughs> Lepper, <laughs> we've had uh, Chris Johnson started appearing, and I'm just starting to worry. Oh, I've got one more year in a contract, so. Oh, yeah? When will you start the 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 gears I'll start, turning? Just I'll to start try and looking see. for a new job about this time next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brownie. Often on this show, because you are a parent of four kids, yep, four which kids. means four kids you have to upgrade. You can't have the normal car. You've got to get yeah. the Kia Carnival with the extra seat. You give us some lessons, and last time you gave some lessons about Jude. Parenting lessons. Jude yeah, parenting lessons, because yep. Jude sooked up after he had the chance to make $100 to jump in the water. Yep. He didn't do it, and then he regretted it, and you gave him a lesson about courage. Yep. But you've had to give another lesson to the girls this week. The one thing I don't like is sooking. I hate sooking, Matt. So this is – I'm going to take this on board. I've got two young girls, four and one, and all that I hear all day long is one of them is crying at – every minute of the day. Yeah. So while one of them's not crying, the other one is. And then if they're not, my wife is. So I'm going to listen to this. So we go to the park most days, right? Yep. And it's normally me and Jude playing soccer against Ava and Helena. Why soccer, not footy? Um, well, the girls don't want to play football, so we do a bit no. of netball as well. I have a kick with Jude. At the end, before we go, we always have a game of two-on-two soccer, so we might set some goals up at either end. Boys for girls. In this park, yeah. Um, and the girls are 10 and 9, and they're pretty good. They're better than Jude at the moment, so I sort of try and help the young fella out. He falls <laughs> over a lot, but he'll, he'll get there. But yesterday, and it might surprise you, Matthew, that when I was younger, I was a tad petulant when it came to sport. Oh, really? So I, oh, shock, you knocked <laughs> me over with a feather. <laughs> so I've noticed this creeping in in, in, in my two girls, right? Um, and they were carrying on like absolute idiots yesterday. Like you wouldn't believe they were just fighting, pushing each other, crying, one sat down and refused to play for a while, the other one threw the ball at the other one and then they kicked it. They're on the same team, by the yeah, way, right? Yeah. And I'd had enough of it. So we'd scored the first two goals and normally 
It's first to ten, so normally I make it. It ends up about nine all, and then we have the big dramatic uh, goal yeah. at the end, so I can control to the so point you manipulate where manipulate the scoreboard. I manipulate the scoreboard, but I thought stuff it yesterday. Oh. I need to teach these girls a lesson, and I gave them a ten nil drubbing. <laughs> oh, <you did. laughs> it, it went for about three minutes. Our game normally lasts for about twenty minutes, yeah, yeah. and it was a ten nil drubbing to the point where they were in tears at the end. Are you serious? Yep, they were in tears. They could not believe they'd been beaten that bad, and every time I scored, I went over the top of the celebrations oh, as well. So and really? I said to them, I said, if you start working as a team, you might start to get somewhere. Very and then we get back in the car and one of the treats we have when we finish yep. is we go to 7-Eleven, we get yeah. a Slurpee. Yeah. Oh, and so they're, bo- they're both crying at this point, right? And Helena musters up the courage to go, are we going to get a Slurpee? <laughs> and I said, we are, but you're not getting one. And, oh, Jude, and Jude goes, am I getting a – I said, winners are grinners, mate. We are getting Slurpees. <laughs> so we went there and we got Slurpees, right? And so I thought this is a great life lesson that, yeah. that Jude got a Slurpee. Yeah. I bought myself a Slurpee just yeah. to rub it in a little bit. And then they were distraught. They could not believe it. We got home and they stormed in the house. Did they go to mum? Straight to mum. <laughs> Straight to mum. Said dad was bullying them. Oh, dad really? was aggressive. Wow, the dad pushed them over. Oh, Dad no. laughed at them and they went on and on and on. Well, and I said, we won't be getting a Slurpee for a long time now, will yeah, you? Well, no, you? That, that goes the against uh, sort of what they're doing in junior sport at the moment. They don't even have a score, do they? It's not everybody gets a ribbon in my house, oh, Matt. You good. need life lessons. No, I'm, I'm with Where you on need this. Life Where lessons. did the Dal sit on all of this? Uh, she, she sent the girls up to their room because they were being a little bit oh. overdramatic and she asked me what happened and I explained it to her and then uh, we both went up and had a chat to them and just told them about... <laughs> so, a humility, uh, teamwork, um, keeping you cool, you know, so all I, the things that I was terrible at when I was their age. So I did a similar, uh, quickly did a similar thing with my daughter last night. Bob Murphy dropped around this big unicorn. You know, it's got the unicorn head and you sort of sit in it and, and it's got the straps and Zoe rides the unicorn around, right? And she loved it. Bob Murphy dropped it around. His daughters have grown out of it. So she had this thing on all day and it's huge, right? The unicorn, you know, comes oh, right yeah. out here. It's like she's riding the unicorn. And she had it on. So it was comes bedtime and she wouldn't take the unicorn off. She wanted to wear it to bed, <laughs> this huge unicorn. And she wouldn't take it off. She wouldn't go to sleep. I said, if you don't take it off now, Zoe, and go to sleep, I'm going to go and put it up in the roof. So this went on for about half an hour. She wouldn't take it off. So as of this morning, the unicorn's up in the roof. It's gone. <laughs> it's not coming out. A little bit of tough love's always good, huh? Not everyone gets a medal. No, I didn't get any tough love when I was a kid we'll growing see, up. Okay, and look how I've there. turned up. <laughs> hey, diving into footy, the Bombers, two-metre Peter was just sensational. Yeah, how? And ask the question. I know this always happens when someone comes out that goes really cheaply in the draft or the yeah. trade period. But he didn't originally. How, He's a top 10. Pick. How did Essendon get him? For what they paid for. Because he didn't play a game last year. No. Didn't play one game at the Gold Coast well, Suns. Okay. And everybody always thought, why isn't this guy playing? Because he showed talent. And it was interesting, I heard, was it Dyson Heppel or Zach Merritt did an interview um, about him and said that we had to rebuild Heppel. him. Yeah. He was that low on confidence. We yeah. had to rebuild yeah. him. And he's just starting to hit his traps now. So obviously being at the Gold Coast was hard work for him. And now he's in an environment where it's probably better. Yeah. But then you've also got to have enough intestinal fortitude yeah. for yourself to be able to yeah. get through adversity like at the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah. But you don't know what was happening there compared to what is happening at Essendon. But it so, uh, seems like Essendon's a good fit for him. So he's put Essendon in the – that winning that game there is literally – I think it's yeah. nearly sewn up a final well, they got the Gold Coast in the pies. They're going to win season. those. On, on form they win those. So they get to 44. 
the, the big one is going to be whoever in, wins out of Richmond and GWS, I think, will get the other spot. I think the Eagles are going to miss. The Toby Green decision's massive then, massive, isn't it? Massive, yeah. If, if he can get off that, it's huge. Yeah. So I think at the moment, I think the Eagles may drop out and the Giants. It just depends on Richmond and Giants Friday night. But Eagles, Eagles don't deserve to play finals. Don't. Neither do Richmond. No. Richmond don't deserve to play finals either. No, they don't. But if you beat the Giants Friday night, they probably will because yeah. they've got Hawthorne in the last round. But they're playing well, the Hawks. So it's gonna, but I think Essendon make it now. Giants yeah. have been, uh, I mean, this I, I've always said this, that if Leon Cameron coached Victorian side, he would have been sacked. They fly under the radar. Are they flying under the radar so much? Could think, they sneak in? Why do you think? Well, I just think that if he was in a I footy town where he was getting picked, well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Yeah. I honestly think that if Leon... a good job to get his side up in Friday night footy against Geelong. That was extraordinary, Hump. Look at this. He's a, had an exceptional... He's, he's had the best list... He nah, was he's given. had the most injuries, though. Yes, I, un- I understand. He said, but they've achieved nothing. They went. They have achieved mean? nothing. Uh, he's played if, in two prelim finals. What about that win they pulled off against Collingwood? Oh, so they had injuries, I don't give, right? I don't give a stuff about and that about final series. One-off wins. Got to they haven't won a flag. What about they the went, 2019 final series, right? They went into that and everybody had written them off. They finished seventh or eighth or something mm-hmm. like that. Leon Cameron changed their whole game plan to become aggressive. They went after sides and they made a grand final and they'd used up all their tickets. They were in that grand final in the first quarter. I thought he architected them um, to make a grand final, but on the big stage, the players didn't deliver. So this is about Leon Cameron here, right? They go down to Geelong last week. Did you give them any chance at all? Uh, No, but it's a strange year. Just listen. Geelong have won 90 of 100 games at GMHBA Stadium, right? They go down there, they have eight changes in their team. They lost 600 games of experience. That was 920. There you go, 920, right? And they beat Geelong at Geelong. Upsets happen. And Leon manufactured that with a great coaching Okay, Okay, I'll put this question to you. Three or four years ago when you saw the talent of GWS list, this is when it was firing on all cylinders. It was the best list in the game. If I said to you that GWS are never going to win a premiership, would you have you would have said no chance? No, I would have said you've still got to you've still got to have a lot of luck to win one, and they've made two grand finals, right? Two grand finals and another two prelim finals, okay? And they've had more injuries than anyone, and they've lost more talent than anyone to other clubs. I reckon he's done a great job. I have to disagree, but I think one thing we will agree on: Green getting rubbed out this week is an absolute travesty. Yep. I know that Couldn't he went to the tribunal well. last night. Now, at the time of recording, GWF has said that they are probably going to take it further, as they should. The AFL appeals How board. the bloody hell... When you watch this, the vision... Was it in, football action? If you watch the vision, there's a camera... There's a great vision, There's a great shot. The camera's on the ground. It's filmed right up, so you, you see it in speed. There is not a snowball's chance in hell. Now, let's keep in... I know Dangerfield went off. We also know that Dangerfield has a penchant for carrying on a little bit. No, he does. He went to hospital and they said, get out of here. You've got nothing wrong with you. He was at training on Monday. But you're right, right? If you couldn't talk, mate. He had his oh, because that's, well, that's what Dangerfield check does. If you look at that you in real time. You don't want to be mucking around when you're throwing. You know how long? I, I, he was in there. Oh, you, you know the, he was the doctor, there. do you? He, he was in there for 60 seconds. They said, Danger, we're sick of seeing you in here. Get out, go to training. And he trained 24 hours later. You if you look at that in real time, he picks the ball up, Dangerfield is right there. He He's a great stiff arm, right? Dustin yeah. Martin, Toby Gant. If he had time, he's looking for the stiff arm. He didn't get it extended. I thought it was a footy action. I thought he was stiff as well. Hey, well, someone who else was very, very stiff and a good, great fan of the show. He listens every week. Josh Bruce, yeah. the very 
last Sad, second of Sad. the game. I want to see that. When yeah. he when he stood up, I thought, oh, I think he's going to be. He was okay. walking okay, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's tough though. That's isn't that? He's had a great year. He's you know he's th- sitting third on the Coleman Medal, forty eight goals. He, he's got two goals. He would have kicked fifty goals yeah. as as another key forward there with Aaron Norton. Um, shattering, a absolutely. Question, shattering. A question I want to ask you guys because you both had injuries that ruled kept you out for a year. What goes through your head, and not, not immediately, but when you go, all right, I've now essentially got 12 months off work. Mm. No, I, I know it's not off, off work, you know, mm. you've got to do the rehab, but what's the first thought? Like, is it absolute doom and gloom? Is there any, you're like, well, you know, I don't have to play footy for a year. For example, if I got injured at work uh, and my hand fell off and I couldn't tie up for 12 months, I wouldn't be no. that upset. See, a but year, I'm not playing footy. A year off is doom and gloom. <laughs> If my hand got chopped off, I wouldn't be that upset. Oh, I'm just saying, you know if, if there's an bad... injury that stopped me from typing press releases for 12 months, it's not a bad analogy. I wouldn't be that upset. No, it's doom I'm and sure gloom. I'm sure it's different for footy. It's mm. doom and gloom because you don't know how long your career's going to last. I mean, the average career is four years. Yeah. So if you lose one year out of your four years, I mean, you're shattered. So, And he's shattered because he's a chance to win a premiership. Yeah. You know? But him going down hurts him as well. Yeah. Like they're, they're what hurts one... him more, Keith being out or Bruce being out? Oh, Keith being out, I think. We saw the fact that... Right kick seven. Shackie couldn't quite handle the big guys. He lacks physicality. Um, and maybe they need to send Shackie forward. I'm not sure. But yeah. Jamar doesn't look like he's there yet. So I think Keith hurts a little bit yeah. more. They've got options. Um, yeah. if, if, the, if they get enough supply, Eugle Hagen is going to be okay. But um, yeah, they've got some issues, the dogs now. But I, I just looked at that. The siren went and then we went, oh, gee, Bruce yeah. is down. Nothing more shattering than how that happened. Oh, just had to get through one, literally a second more. Oh, no. Hey, going away because it is Wednesday. The Olympics finished on Sunday. How now, good were they? I, yeah, I, I, before we start, I just want to thank, and I'm sure there is no one listening from Tokyo, but from the bottom of my heart, and I, I think the, almost the whole world, I'm sure there's some countries that don't give a rat's ass about the Olympics, but from the bottom of my heart, I thank you to everyone at Tokyo because we, the Olympics, we were sitting there during the Olympics, but when it was in the lead up going, why are they doing it? I don't care that there was no lead up to it. We just, you know, it's been five years since the last one. So we've sort of forgotten how engrossed you can get in the Olympics. But that, I'm going to say this was the most memorable Olympics of our lifetime because it came at a time when we're just down on our luck. We're just flat as attack. And to have the Olympics and this constant there and Channel 7. Now, I know that I've had my issues with Channel 7. You've had issues with most I've people, had my right? issues with Channel 7 in the past. Put a few editorials going here the, today. The efforts that the... the, the the, how that was broadcast, yeah, there was a few little hiccups. Channel here 7 and there. did an amazing they, job. It was no, just magnificent. When you, you know go what? onto the app and yeah, you've got everything that's there, the difference. that was amazing. That's oh. the difference. We've never had an Olympics where you could just get on, you could watch whatever you wanted yeah. at any given moment. That's what that made it brilliant. so good. I reckon it's united the country again yeah. because at the moment we hate Sydney, Sydney hates us, Western Australia hates everyone. We well, needed think something. Now didn't we? It has brought everyone together. We set their cheering. But I want to what ask you. What was your favourite moment? What was your favourite moment during it? Well, I think for me, I mean, very patriotic Tasmanians, aren't we? Because we get a lot of, you know. Yeah. You, you, your whole life you just get bullied. You're up against yeah. it your whole life. You get, you bu- from you get bullied as a Tasmanian. You get bullied about? Well, just everyone gets into us. We're like, well, you get into my voice when I arrive from Tassie, you know. The See, ham, yeah, well, the lamb, the well, turkey. The real voice. The you know, real you, voice. I've like had to change the way I speak had, so you Richard, people can accept it. Richard's living a lie every day. <laughs> That's why. We're, we're bullied, yeah, right? Okay. I was bullied when I got here because of my voice, and you guys are still doing it now. So... Arnie Titmus for me. That was yeah. my oh. two gold medals. Watching the soccer, and they didn't win the, the gold medal, but the girls' team, when they beat Great Britain, that so they were tumbling oh. down, and yeah. Sam Kerr scored late, um, and then it went to extra time. They scored twice, and then Great Britain come back and scored. That was as good 
uh, anything I've seen. I love the ratings that. for that game yeah, on seven were unbelievable. Boom is for me. I know they 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 won the bronze, but I, I don't think you know. Sometimes you see the bronze medal matches in the in yeah. in these sports, uh, and they don't, don't really much, they don't yeah. really care. They don't mean much. To see how well they played and how much they wanted it, and it was the first medal the Australians have won in the basketball. Yeah. And the fact that you had, you know, you've got, I mean, you've got guys that are coming from the NBA. Like this is nothing compared yeah. to their actual lives. For them to care so much, I don't think there's a team. I, well, in fact, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of teams that care just as much. But I think seeing the Boomers win that game and then how happy they were, how happy it made Andrew Gaze was. Yeah. Uh, it was. And, and um, how good was Paddy Mills? Yeah. Oh. If you want to watch the latest performance, yeah, that was incredible. Good one, just magnificent. And hey. He picked up a little. Do they win the gold dollar. medal if Ben Simmons was there? No. Nah, stuff Ben Simmons. I don't think. No, not stuff him, but Ben he, Simmons is like Lord Voldemort. We do not mention his name. He shouldn't be. But if he had been there, it would. I'm have sure it would have helped. The fact that he's never committed to the Boomers. Correct. And right. he might have dragged the culture down. You know those people that just suck the life mm. out of people. That's what Ben. You got to want to be there, and he didn't want to be there. Didn't okay, want to be there. Wanted to, wanted to work, wanted to work on his jump shot, and a, so a week later he's seen at Wimbledon with it with a dowel on his arm. <laughs> I hate, I've got no time for him. Hey, um, bouncing back to footy, because after this, Richo, you're going to a very important meeting. Yes, it's that time of year again. It's that thankless time of the year. All no. Australian yeah, the all Australian. The all Australian. You don't not, get paid for. It's not the no, you don't. It's a, it's a, you spend your, you give up your time for it. It's not the final selection today. Obviously, you have got to look at the team. Can I ask a question? How many years have you done it? I think it's about eight years now. And what have you got out of it in those eight years? Has it been a dinner? Has the, it been a bottle of wine? The honour of being an All-Australian selection. No, it's sure you get looked after. Sure, they what take you get for dinner Do you get a holiday? No, they get you a bottle we, of wine. We've been out for dinner. Like a nice great. How, how, how many times? Out of the eight years, how many times have you been out for Let's dinner? Let's see your team, Nathan. <laughs> Let's see your team. How many times have you? A couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gil. I just okay. want to ask a question. Actually, just go. Here's my team, and you're going to do your team today. Yeah. But in the back oh, pocket, I'm going to write this down. I had Tommy Stewart, Stephen May, and Zach Tui. Yep. Half back line. Zach Tui, yeah. Place for Geelong. Yeah, I know. Uh, Bailey Dale, yep. Jake Lever, Daniel Rich. Lever sent half back. Yeah. Didn't play there all year. Miller. Oh, what did he play? Half back? Intercept, he is. Yeah. Well, he still played there, mate. Paris so you've got Lever, May, and Stewart yep, as your three tools. Yep. Miller, Walsh, Parrish. So when no genuine wingman there, so when the team comes out, just yep. remember that when you're critiquing it. Well, McCluggage dropped off, mate. So if you want to put Hugh McCluggage in. Who's, who was your other wing? Uh, Parrish. Parrish, yep. Half forward line of Petrarca. Yep. Harry Mackay. Toby Green. Yep, I like that. Now, this is the forward line I found trouble. People are talking about Pom- Tom Papley. I don't think Tom Papley's had a good enough year to play all Australian, so he I haven't put him in. He goes missing. Yeah, Re- but- Hardest position on the ground. You should know that. Yeah, you but can't... nobody's doing it the way it should be done at the moment. Right. There should be more goals scored and players being in the game more, and I don't think Todd Papley deserves it. But I'm going to go Rewalt, and that might surprise a few people. But wow. He's been big, Nick Re- uh, uh, Jack Rewalt, this year. Tom Hawkins and Isaac Heaney. 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 In the rucks yep. at Gorn, Bontem, Pally and Wines. Don't think you get any arguments nah. on that. Yep. And on the bench, I had Merritt, McRae, Steele and Oliver. Jeez. Oh, that could be a carbon copy of what Richard... Let's I see. Richard's okay, let's, um, let's just... We'll get we'll yeah. that in. Is that the, the first prep you've done for this meeting? Just no, I did, a couple, I did a couple of hours yesterday. Do you so the f- hardest f- part I found the forward line's was the tough, forward pockets. Yeah. So been- Hawkins and Mackay picked themselves. 
Toby Green picks himself. Yeah. He's kicked 46 goals. The tracker at half yeah. four. Got the tracker to, you at you half have four. to get an on-baller yeah. at half four. So there's two spots up for grabs, and I'm not 100% confident on Rewald or Heaney, yeah. but for me, looking at the balance of the side, Rewald's done enormous stuff this year, and Heaney's been a match winner on multiple occasions. So the other options are Bailey Fritch, and does he do it enough at Melbourne? Mm-hmm. And there's Tom Papley. Does he do it enough at Sydney? So this- I'm not convinced on those two. So this I'm not convinced on Rewalt and Heaney, but yeah. I had to put them in there. This was the problem last year, the small forwards. Neither of Papley or Butler got in, and they were the two best-performed small forwards. It's just really hard position. It's hard to be consistent in that position. Well, I tell you what, I'm glad at least that you're taking the consideration to find players for their positions because the year you put Dane Swan in the back pocket... I never did that. <laughs> I wasn't a part of that committee, I guarantee you. <laughs> we'll revisit this, huh? <laughs> All right, we're going to dive into a very new segment. Thanks to Tommy Medallia, who is uh, off because he had a child. I'm not sure yeah. if you spoke about it in the podcast last week. You wouldn't have week. slept the last week. No, we didn't. we didn't. No, so congratulations to no, Tommy Medallia, one of our producers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Alex brought it up. Extra, extra, <laughs> read all about it. If you're listening for the first time, this is where I have got some headlines. Sorry, Hum, I've just got to back over that. We even showed a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten. I've forgotten. He's a good man, Tommy. He's a very good man. Extra, extra, read it all about it. I will read a headline that was written and put on social media during the week. The gentleman will need to guess who it is about and who said it. He would loom as a great presidential candidate. If he put his hand up, he would be an unbelievable president for Hawthorne. That would be Jason Dunstall. They're talking about. I'm not. Well, Richard. And it was said about. And it was said by. Mark Howard, maybe. I think I think it is Dunstall, and I'll say it was I'll say it was by his colleague at Triple M and your colleague Jay Clark. It was the my man, the Hutch, mm. my favourite man in media. Your man, mate. He didn't get back to me on <laughs> more, uh, getting you a job. He's more Brownies man, being in the uh, Channel. Hutch and I are, are good pals. <laughs> he just didn't want to employ me. I don't know if you are. With <laughs> we are pals. I sent Hutchie two different Oh, we don't messages. need to go through this again, Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> he offered to work for free. <laughs> Still, Still didn't get it. <laughs> and we know Hutchie likes to count the dollars down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I got this new guy coming over from sports, but, you know, you can do a dual role, a few HR issues, but, you know, he should be okay. <laughs> oh, Brownie, I don't know why you continue to bring it up. <laughs> You've come a long way, huh? I've come a long way. Okay. He's head and shoulders above what the level of the other players are. The cheat code. Dusty had it for a few years. The baton has now passed. That is Bonton Pelly they're talking about. Correct. And that is Daisy Thomas. That is... Talking about Bonton Pally, and I'll, I think Daisy Thomas as well. Oh, well, you can't steal. The, an- the answer went up on the screen earlier. That is on the so famous, one I've got one. the infamous Heater and Daisy show. Obviously, the message isn't getting through. I can't see David T keeping his spot at Carlton. That's me. Yeah, I don't I know said, why I've I got think, the I think that would Sunday footy show. Well, it- if you say it's you, it has to be. Well, I did yeah. say it. And there's yeah. no, we've, I've actually well, it could be Kane Corns because I've heard him say the same thing. It was Nathan Brown. Right. Well, that's That silly. one didn't Tommy. Really make sense because I said, Come on, Tommy. You've got to be better than that. <laughs> that one just gave the that whole question. Tommy was. Uh, <laughs> at least I got it. Tommy was doing a little nighttime uh, feed at that point, I think. <laughs> the dream. I'd be choosing yeah. Carlton. I think that is the club best suited to him. I think that is about Adam Chera. And. 
I'll say it's Matthew Lloyd. I think it's about Alistair Clarkson. Ooh. Ooh. And I think it's maybe yeah, I think I'm gonna right. go Matty Lloyd as well, right. maybe. It is about Carlton, but it is Kane Corns. Where should Cherry go? Stay at Freo? I think he wants to come home, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, yeah. yeah. What's he doing now as well is hitting the scoreboard. He's gone to a whole new level in terms of distance that he covers. He goes from one contest to another. They simply can't keep up with him. Um, Lockie Whitfield. Um, Kane Corns, mate? No, it hits the scoreboard. Did yep. you say? Oh, I missed that part. I'll, uh, it was, it was <laughs> clearly well, I think out, I think that's Ponton Pelly again. Oh. Sam Walsh. Ah, yes. Wayne Carey. Oh, I was going to say Walsh. And the last one. He's been a real shining light for us this year. He can play anywhere, really. This is tough. If I'll say it's Liam Baker, and it's Damien Hardwick saying it. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with that too. Sounds pretty good. Liam Baker, but Jack Rewalt. She's close. That's a good effort to get Baker. That is a magnificent effort. So there we go. That's done for another week as we dive into our favourite local footy club. Now, Ooh. unfortunately for local footy sides around Melbourne, you will not be playing, playing this week down in Tassie. In fact, regional Victoria, they are playing. How is this for dedication? My brother and his friend who are playing up at Tongala, yeah. they have moved to Benella. To play. So they can play and play the final series. Haven't they bought the final series forward down on the Bella, the Geelong Footy League? I think uh, they bought their final that series. That would make sense. Yeah. The, Vaf- the Vaffer is cactus. Yeah. We're, we're toast. Yeah. Well, we were going to get relegated, if you were, so if we've you been were, saved. You know how you get the local footballers? <laughs> no, yeah, we, yes, to Division 7. You know what you do if you're – you know how guys go from league to league and they, you know, they cash in on it and yeah. get a little bit of money? If you wanted to play somewhere next year and be guaranteed, you go to Tassie. Yeah. They're the only leagues that don't get Correct. Well, you go shot. down, not just to, go to, our league. Go to the North West Football yeah. Association as we get up the scores this week. Now, I think Rosemary Turek had the bye. Poor fourth on top of the ladder. Uh, sorry, poor East Olverston. 31, 30 goals, 17, 197, fourth. Defeated East Olverston, 117. While West Olverston... It wasn't as nice either. 29-22, 196 to West Olverston, 3-0-8. The game of the round. Fourth going to win the granny. Are they they a certainty? Fourth, no, because Sprayton are going very well and Wesley Vale. Now, that would have been an absolute cracker. Wesley Vale, 13-11-89, lost to Sprayton, 15-7-97. If you notice the scoring's come back a bit over the last month. It's getting it has. Wet. Well, we haven't had any of the big down. ones. Now, look at that. Turner's Beach. I reckon Mott and Preston can cause an upset in Tur- the granny. Turner's Beach have uh, have taken over East Olverston. <laughs> there we go. So then we've got fourth on 16, uh, 15 wins with a percentage of 847. Mott and Preston. Um, I'm saying it now, right? And just let's just remember this. After okay. Mott, it'll be a Mott and Preston fourth granny, obviously, when you look at that. Well, that's brave. No, but listen. Two sides of a percentage of over 500. I'm, no, but I'm tipping Mott and Preston now. That'll be an upset, Greg. Oh, Wesley Vale and Sprayton round out the four. Sheffield could sneak in, but then West Olverston, Turners Beach, East Olverston at Rosebury Turak. It is time to plan your Mad Mondays. Hey, Brownie. Yes, We've had a lot of teams on this show. We did the long head, uh, the long sleeve team of the century. Yes. Then this year we did the redhead team of the we century. Did. We were very proud of we it. Did. We'd worked very hard. Yes, admittedly that perhaps we wavered it sometimes and it petered out and it took us three months team. longer than it needed to. Great team. It came up. We created it, though. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, of course we Start did. Start of the okay. year. Well, then, can you explain? Us, one ex- in all in. Explain this to me. Yeah. Well, we've got to get. We want to get the final lineup in first, huh? We've got to put our bench in first. 
Uh, yeah, let's do that then. You want to do that? Yep. Yeah. What have you got? All right. Well, uh, the bench. Well, I've had to drop. Remember, we got a message last week. You got a message on our uh, socials. And we've had to drop uh, Nick Floston out of the team, which hurts me as a Richmond man. Wow. Because we missed one. Who? We missed one of the greatest redheads the game has ever seen in the great Brad Hardy. Brownlow medalist from a yeah. back pocket in 1985. Mm. So I've had to bring Brad into the team. That means Nick Floston has moved to the interchange bench. And the other bench uh, players are Josh Thurgood, and that's for you, hun. <laughs> yes, good. You My said man. at the start of the year he, he wasn't in the team. <laughs> and when you've got... When you've got the confidence as a redhead to then grow them out into dreadlocks, yes, you deserve to be on the bench. So Josh Thurgood comes in. One of the great redheads of all time from down at the Cattery, Neville Bruns, comes into the team. And one of the great redheads of uh, the contemporary era. How nice is Ed Richards' hair? She's beautiful. Oh. Ed Richards is uh, my last bench member. There you go. So there's the team. It is finally final. It's taken us all year. It should have only taken three weeks, but <laughs> we, we are there. We out, huh? Look at that. Look that at that is team. That is a great team. That is so a good that team. That is the sports bet, Richo, Brownie and Hummer. Correct. Team sports of the bet. Century. Sports bet. Yep. That is the key word. Well, Brownie, can you just explain this next part of audio? A little bit of time on the hands during the week and did my redhead team of the century. <laughs> Had Vlostone in the back pocket. Very good player. Very, very good player. Who would have been captain? Um, oh, I had Michael Voss as captain. Oh, I didn't count your redheads like Heath Shaw. Maybe even you could mount a case for this man, Jack Rewalt. I'm talking oh, your yeah. real reds, your, your Cameron Lings, your Tony Delaney's, these sort of guys. It's Rewalt. Misses this one through for one behind. Mitch Robinson? Uh, Mitchie Robinson was in there, definitely. What is going on? Are you kidding? What? Are you I serious? had some time off during the week, so I did my <laughs> redhead team of the century. Well, you work at another network. And, and you know what? So I can't mention you. you. Know You're biggest... banned from most networks. <laughs> Anytime I speak about you, people go, well, no, you can't talk about him because he's banned. Um, and, and can I, the biggest concern here, Hum, is that you've had a bit to do with it with Josh Thurgood. You have had not one single second to do with this team. I've done it all year. Says who puts the graphics together, emails me every week for the team. And you've gone on Triple M and said, my team. Me, 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 me. You are kidding yourself. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of space you between ball-ups and boundary throw-ins. And I just needed some filler time. <laughs> Your red-headed team. <laughs> My team. <laughs> you are an absolute fraud. But one thing that did come out of it is that you did hear a rumour about the red-headed team. Yeah, you kept asking me, Hum, about Joe Mercedes being red-headed. Yes. Right? Because you saw him in a video game where he was big. Here we go. We've got him on the screen. <laughs> and he had red hair. So that's poor old Joe Mercedes. Now, this is the rumour. Now, this is a rumour. This is not fact. Uh, this is what I'm hearing. But... <laughs> The developer, so who put these graphics together, wasn't the biggest fan of Joe back in the school days. And stitched him up. And stitched him up and drew him fat and red-headed in the game because he didn't like him. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's what I got told by uh, someone that's in our the, box on the weekend. That's the ultimate stitch-up, yeah, isn't it? That, that actually reminds me of... Um, the Richmond team of the century um, painting. All of the teams have got them. And the guy that painted all of those uh, team of the century paintings um, was a guy called Jamie Cooper, who played for Fitzroy in the 1980s, right? So he was painting the Richmond team of the century photo and he had to paint Dale Waitman into the photo, who was the first rover for the team of the century. So he painted Dale Waitman with a black eye. 
right? And everyone looks at that photo and goes, why has Dale Waitman got a black eye in the team of the century photo? The reason being, he whacked Jamie Elliott at Prince, uh, Jamie Cooper at Princess Park one day after the game. Jamie Elliott had a huge egg and a black eye. So he thought, when I'm doing the team of the century, I'll get, get flea back. back. Got flea back beautifully. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that, can you just imagine that there's some nerdy web developer? Yeah, yeah, I'll get yeah. Joe back here. Yeah, I'm going to make him fat. It's funny, though. It's not even gi- ginger. It is red. <laughs> He's so fat as well. <laughs> hey, Randy, a couple of weeks ago, you on air said that you were going to offer a commentary masterclass, didn't you? I, I did, yeah. Well, I got sent in from someone that uh, they had applied. They sent you an email. Right. Then they, then they did a little bit of digging. Oh, oh. They, they did some digging and they Is the commentary school you were Yeah, the commentary doing? school. Yeah. Well, before you join, I would just like you to listen to these following three clips that have been sent in by a concerned <laughs> listener, just to see perhaps if you should spend your money elsewhere. Ground level it was McKenzie. Now he's got running in through Sinclair. Well the guy's gonna be run down. He took too long. Umpire said he got a handball to it. Not sure about that. The dockers are starting to tackle. Running through here is Weller. Through to that man there, I forget his name at this point, but he's picked it up again now. <laughs> You've gone all the way back to my throat up you calling days. Uh, I'm just saying All this. the way back to throat up you. Hey, you got to know the players' names, Nader. Sometimes they Go just on. escape you, Matthew. Yeah. It's a hard job. No, I... I will never bag callers. They have the toughest job in the game. Yeah, but perhaps if you're offering $5,000 courses, perhaps you just might want to be a little... I think it wasn't a masterclass in radio calling. That was like to do like a brand ambassadorial role. It was your your polished full package type of thing, wasn't it? I think we've got another one. Parker stood up, got it to Towers, in the goal square is good! Got to Park, probably shouldn't have taken it. (laughs) <laughs> he dropped it. He dropped it. You've gone back a long way. That's eight years ago. What, what, well, it, was, it, was, it went back so far to, you were still... Don't the, worry about the, it. Your testes were still dropping. Yeah. It's all good. My what? Your testes were still dropping. <laughs> well, how, how many voice breaks did you used to have back then? Um, it was just like a... It's a tough job, huh? It is. It is. Well, have you got uh, another one, have you? I think we've just got one <laughs> final. No <laughs> three options, so Newman has to go long again. Edwards at ground level was able to get the ball 60 metres down the track. Dustin Martin stands up. Richards fell over. One bounce, two, closes to 30. Dustin kicks it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The voice went up a little bit a couple of oh times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Overall, it was pretty good. What that shows you is, hasn't he come a long way, Nato? It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was okay, Matt. Yeah. Hey, I'm with you. Hey, uh, Brownie. Like Fat Boy Slim, you've come a long way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually, there's another clip. I don't, think we've, I don't think we've actually got it, but there's a clip of, um, of Neil Mitchell giving you a bit of a bath. Oh, really? Um, I'll bring it in next week, yeah. yeah I, I was supposed to do oh, it. Back then? Yeah, back then. Yeah. What Neil Mitchell clip? <laughs> Neil Mitchell from 3AW. He, he was conversing with Tony Jones and they were having a sort of – Neil Mitchell wasn't Nathan Brown's biggest fan. What, he never as has a caller? Been. Really? As no, a caller? Because I, I – Just as a person, I think. I give it to TJ all the time. Apparently I bullied TJ. Oh, come on. Oh, Neil. Oh, Neil. Side. Hey, Brownie, crypto. Yes. You know everything about crypto. Had I a, do. You've had a good week. It is had a good week. I've got some Ethereum, which which, yeah. which is going up. I'm trying to get enough to rent out a houseboat in November, which I need $4,000 for. Cardano's going really well this week as yep. well. Um, but I want to ask you some questions because the Jason Ackermanis, who seems to be doing a lot of things, he's a real estate agent, he's, he's yep. doing everything, he has started his own crypto. I'm just trying to get that article point. up, but now, it keeps going to a Here you go. Acker backs moment. in crypto bid. AFL start 
says currency will be bigger than Bitcoin. Yeah, that's now, a big call. That is a it's a pretty big call <laughs> given Bitcoin's trading at what? It's over 60,000. So I, I like the fact that he's having a go, Jason Ackermanis, but, and you wouldn't have a go at anybody no, for having a absolutely. go. So I hope it goes well for him. I hope he makes the millions he wants to make. But there was a few things that I picked up in there, and he says that um, our coin does what Bitcoin can't. So people who can't afford to buy a Bitcoin for $70,000, his Bitcoin can do the job because you can buy bits and pieces of Bitcoin. But if I wanted to buy $5 of a Bitcoin today on any exchange, I can. And the fact that it's $60 per coin, their coin. You can buy you, dollars worth of Bitcoin yeah, if you want. Yeah. Yeah, but his coin can never go below $60. I'd like to understand how that works. I don't understand no, how, how that works. I'm not any... saying it doesn't work, but there's just a few things that I'd like to get so my head around be, before I would purchase. Before I, no, I'm not saying that at all. Before so I he's purchase saying his coin, can't go coin below a certain point. That's what he's saying. So I don't know how, how, how that, that works. Work? I don't know how yeah, that I don't works. Know how that so I'd like work. to do some more research on it. It's only been brought to my attention, but I wouldn't be buying that coin at the moment. But it's not saying I wouldn't in the well, future. Gee. Hopefully, Jason Ackermanis goes really well. But some people might like to buy because it'd be a real speculative buy. You might make a heap of money on it. Yeah, and might. we're not saying do either. We're not financial no, we're not. planners no, or advisors. Not. Much I'd advise you to read the whole article. And get your head around the whole article. Hey, Brownie, mm-hmm. did you say you're a strong man? Jeez, you... a lot of, lot of brownie. It is all brownie, brownie, brownie. This, this That's thing. just content, boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> would you say you're a strong man? Yep. Have you spent much time doing weights? Not of late, no. I'm more of a um, uh, tennis player at the moment, do a little oh, bit tennis. of running, you some can't cardio. Soccer with the kids. Uh, soccer with the kids, t- tennis with Julian Valance. Not, you've never been a big cardio man, have you? Uh, I run three times a week, but it's like Just a 4K jump. run, yeah. yeah that's oh, right. little, I'm not breaking any sound barriers, It's a warm-up warm run for me. Um, hang well, on, hang on. I did a run with you and you were like <laughs> gasping. We only did 4.5Ks and we had to That was different. You. I'm actually That was now. different. Yeah. That is different. Yeah. I'm, I'm now, getting quite a few how bad he is if I had to wait for him. Yes, mm. I can uh, see. I, just like you, once we're off COVID, I'll beat you at footy. I guarantee you I'll beat you at any distance over... That's still on, by the way. I just it want is, to get yes, this clear. It definitely is. People have been asking me what's happened with Hummer and Richo and the, and the mark out, the, the marking competition. It's happening. Clearly, with all these lockdowns, we haven't been able to get it happening. Yeah. It will happen. Mm. It will. Honestly, so pencil it in for December next year. Once we're out of lockdown, <laughs> Richo and Ohob will be paying. But, Brandon, I want you to explain a couple of like tapes that came across my desk. Hang on the edge of this seat's waiting for you. This is about we got something on you. All right. Can we play the first one? I just, I need to get some muscles back. So I'm going to get out there, I'm going to do some <laughs> flies, I'm going to do some shoulders. Brownies, and muscles back. <laughs> I just bought some dumbbells, Johnsy. What, 15s or 10s? I bought 12 and a half, 15s and 20s. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want 12, 12 and a half for these ones to get the shoulders. You want to shred up again? These yeah. are the 15s. So, mates, uh, so that we we had a little bit of a technical issue last well, week. Yeah, I won't be our... speaking during the breaks anymore. So that's that's so third we had, week in a so row. That's our uh, AFL previews yep. that we do uh, on Thursday mornings, and we had a bit of a technical issue with some of the uh, some of the footage we were looking at. So Nate started talking about doing weights. So we've actually fast forwarded to this time next year. We've found a, a, a photo of Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> 
For those listening, it is brownie. It's the famous <laughs> shot of brownie with no eyebrows on uh, on what looks to be on Lou Ferrino's Rick on brown. Yeah. I went online and bought some dumbbells. So do you reckon the dumbbells will get you looking like that? Uh, they'll, they'll be a start, mate. <laughs> they'll definitely be a start. <laughs> oh, i got a bit, have I? Um, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, yes. It's oh, look at this. Look at this Oh, stuff. you've just remembered something, have you? <laughs> 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 I have. Oh, and late entry into today. Oh, did you? Late <laughs> entry. Carry on about the muscles. <laughs> look, at least I'm open and honest about it. On camera, I said I'm out there. I need to get my muscles back. I'm going to get some weights. I'm going to do it. That's honesty, Matthew. Unlike you, who posted a photo of this when What's we were in Kokoda. What oh, are you doing joke. with your hands? <laughs> Look at you pushing your muscles. You've even rolled your shirt up and then you're pushing your muscles out. It oh, was me- Look at that. It was meant to be a bit of a fun footy team oh, photo and what? nobody else got into the spirit. Uh, what are you doing? Well, no, Richo. I remember the photo. Nobody said, let's do a footy photo. You were just sitting up there trying to pump up your pipes. All right. And you look really, you actually look quite frail in that photo. You look like the bloke oh from Mr. Inbetween. Well, yeah, just walked about 100 days in the bush. You look like the bloke from Mr. Inbetween. you got your little goatee going on. Yeah. That was seven days into the Kokoda trek, See, mate. See, people think you that you don't you're, look your best. Oh, it's been walking for six years. People think you're such a humble man. Like, I'm out, I'm out here to tell you people he's not. He's a narcissist <laughs> just like everybody else. And I wouldn't laugh. <coughs> At anything, hum. Because oh, I, I'm in this. I got found, I got sent one of you. Have a look at this. This is a video of a few boys that work at sports. Oh, There's no. Mickey Wall. Have a oh. look at hum. <laughs> Come on, hum. You're actually flexing. Look at you. You actually, look at how tight that part of the top forearm is. You know what you've got? There's a bit of bulk there, hum, but she's not a lot of Have uh, a look at definition. Mickey Wall. He looks healthy, doesn't he? Uh, well, we'll make sure those photos are on our social <laughs> pages for those listening. Yeah. Um, all right, Richo, what's doing your head in? And it's doing my f***ing head in. Oh, I'll make it quick, boys, but um, the AFL's got some issues to sort out over the summer, haven't what they? What have they got, Matt? Well, this week's just been a classic example of how far apart the AFL's um, judicial system is with its own match review officer. I mean, how can you have... Your match review officer, and this is not nothing to do with Michael Christian because he's just ticking the boxes, right? He's ticking the boxes, if, whether it's high, whether it's intentional, whether it's yep. in play, what you know, blah blah blah. So he ticks all the boxes, and in saying that, he yeah. did give it high impact. Yeah. I don't know how you could give that high impact. You're talking you're... about Toby, yeah. yeah. So he maybe ticked the wrong box there. But how can you have a system where you tick boxes and you have Mason Redmond being suspended for the tackle? Okay, on Marcus Pontempelli. It goes to the tribunal and, uh, of course, it was overturned. Mm -hmm. This has happened numerous times this year where you have a system where you're getting rubbed out for weeks, you go to your own um, tribunal and you then get... You get, then get let off. It's just, it's not working. It's yeah. broken the system. It's doing my head in. I reckon I've said it here a couple of times on our podcast. Chris O, because he's played football, he needs to have a human element to it. So, yes, I think they've got to say to him, yes, you tick the boxes, but if you in your own mind don't think that that box correlates to this incident, mm. then you've got to have your own thoughts and you can override what yeah. the boxes are you need yeah. to tick. Like the Toby Green one. He got the Toby Green one wrong because he, he classified it as high impact. Now, 
I feel like it's low impact. The only reason it was high impact was Dangerfield was coming in so hard. Yeah. Dangerfield made it high impact, whereas I think Toby Green's impact was low when he lifted this up, but this force coming the other way was high. Mm. If you grade that as low, you don't get yeah. the uh, the result what but we it got. Just, it feels broken, doesn't it? It the does. System. And the whole dangerous tackle thing is we, we know why it was brought in and yep. we agree with that, right? <clears throat> we don't want guys being injured and, and being concussed by being thrown to the ground, but there were a couple on the weekend. The Redmond one was oh. thrown out. And there was a free kick against Natanui against on Neil Bullen the other night for a dangerous tackle, and it was just a, it was just ridiculous. Selwood got a three thousand dollar fine, and, and he possibly should have got a week for what he did. Of course he should. I mean, if it had been a slightly that way, or that play had turned action, a little bit, yeah, not the that the action should be suspended. If it was six inches to the left or right, could have been an issue. Yeah. And he's probably looking at four weeks. So I think that Selwood should have got a week, not the fine, and maybe Toby Green got a warning or a $1,000 fine. It's broken. It does my head in. Awards next. Season has crept up on us, and it's yeah. just starting to get to the very, very it's spicy things. I think, and Dave. I think the Bonts is probably an unassailable lead as we get the, uh, we, the, as we get the ladder for the best. The Bont, 15. Jeremy Cameron, 8. Christian Petrarca, 7. Darcy Parrish, 7. Dustin Martin, 6. Jack Rewalt, 6. While for the worst, West Coast on 26, pulling apart away. St Kilda, 21. Collingwood, 16. Richmond, 10. Carlton, 9. I reckon that's a fair reflection. Who's been the most disappointing team this year? I reckon it is West Coast. Just about. And Bont yeah. and Pelly yeah. will probably win the Brownlow. So maybe we've done something right. The, the barometers. Maybe eh? we are. Yep. I've given this week, I've given one vote to Peter Wright. Career best game, seven goals. Never kicked more than three before last week. Um, he won that game for them. And that might have sealed Essendon final yeah. spot, Peter Wright. Two to Aaliyah Aaliyah, giving some defenders some love this week. Outstanding intercept game, Aaliyah Aaliyah. Wouldn't have won without him. Might have lost to Adelaide. And Sam Taylor, down at Geelong, was one of the best defenders games you'll play. On Tom Hawkins, didn't get worried about Hawkins, just kept intercept marking. One vote to the Dockers. I tipped the Dockers last week. I thought they were a huge opportunity. Is this the best or worst? Uh, the, the best. <laughs> I'm doing the best first, am I? Why, okay, why, would, sorry. We, why would we ever do the We have never done <laughs> the worst first. To what I said? just done the best. Literally five seconds before okay, you started talking. You already know one of my worst, so I'm going to go to my best now. <laughs> I gave one vote to Jack Steele at the Saints. When he went forward, <laughs> oh he kicked God. some big goals. 34 disposals. He's a great leader, Jack Steele. Um, two votes to Leon Cameron, your man, Hum. I thought to wow. get that win for the well, Giants well, no, down in Friday yeah. night. I thought Leon Cameron. Yes, the players have to then execute it, but that was brilliant. And three votes to Peter Wright. Seven goals. Could have kicked eight. Well done, Nate. Uh <laughs> He's not listening. He he's, never listens to I me. I mean, he, his own stitch-up he had to be reminded oh, no, is here oh, no. to do. <laughs> he, re, he sent that stitch-up in this morning. Yeah. <laughs> One to the Cats. Uh, they lost to the Giants down at their own home ground. Youngest team of the round. Eight outs, 900 games experience. Two to Carlton. Okay. They're trying – David Teague's under siege as coach. Mm. You can't tell me they didn't shouldn't have come out and beaten the Gold Coast Suns. And I'm going to – Make it uh, three to the match review officer, Michael Christian. Probably not his fault because he's doing his job, but the the whole system's not working. You already know my one, the Dockers. I tipped them. I thought they were really disappointing. Shocking. I gave two votes to Chris O. Um, He needs to be better. And I gave three to Tex for obvious reasons. 
We don't have um, the times or the days of these games being played, so I can't give you odds, but undoubtedly the game We've of the one. round. Friday night footy is definitely Geelong-Richmond. That, that's the one game that's locked Geelong-Richmond aren't playing each other, are they? No, GWS. GWS-Richmond. Oh, that is on Fridays. Yeah. yeah. Massive Friday night game. Oh, wow. Game. Okay. And well, don't have odds. But wait for the teams to come out, obviously, but if the Giants get a lot of their players back, because I don't think they can go to the well two weeks in a row. Hopper and Kelly will be back. With a young side, I think you can get up once. And then I think you fall flat. So they need those players to come back and inject. And I need Toby Green out there. And I think if they get those players back that you just said, plus Toby Green, I think they can beat the Tigers. You think Green will – I think they'll have another crack at it and try and get him off? I think they have to. Yeah. I think the season's on the line. Yeah, it is. And I'd rather Toby Green out there. I think you're right. I think selection's going to play a massive part. If Green plays, it's – if I had to pick a team now, and we've said this before, a start-up team, and I, I could pick any players to come to my team, I think he'd just about be the yeah. first guy I'd pick. That's a big call with Bont and Pelly. With the appeals board that they're going to, yeah. if it's non, not successful, can they increase? Or is that what he did uh, last night at the tribunal? I think you can run the risk of going back up. Right. Yeah. So they've got to look at their options there. Uh, big game selection plays a huge part. I think I don't think Richmond can get any other players back at this point. Nathan Broad maybe to help the back line out a little bit. Um, but they played pretty well in the second. If Richmond play the way they did in the second half last week, I think they can they can beat the Giants. But if they play like they did in the first half, they're no hope. And at the moment with Richmond, I'm, you're not sure who's going to turn up. I think with the ends the Giants could have, I think they may scrape home. Before we dive into homotheticals and finish up the show, I've got a question for you, Richo. Yep. Got sent in by one of our loyal listeners. We love your questions. Send them in over on Instagram or on Twitter or on the Sports Pit page. This came from Jack Hardy. Richie Hum, Chris Mayne looks like he'll finish up on 249 games. Does Matt Richo think he deserves to be chaired off? Would love to hear this discussed on the pod. Well, this is a little bit different, isn't it? Because I have said before, you should only be chaired off in your 300th game. So this week, Mark Murphy will be chaired off 300 games, right? That's slightly different because we're talking about a guy playing his last game of his career and retirement. Well, you said... It's a bit different to a milestone game where you're going to keep playing on. This is to acknowledge his whole career, not just a milestone game. I agree with Richard. So I think he deserves a chair. Do you think people do get chaired off when they retire? Yeah, this is at different. how many games? The service to, I, I think it, it could be any. If you gave great service for 100 games and you're a warrior of your club and it's your last game of retirement, yes, I'm talking a milestone where you're playing on, only 300. There's a lot of holes in I reckon he's changed his, You've changed your tune on that. I reckon last year no, you, were strictly, off, uh, no, no, you no, were strictly. No, no, strictly no. You were strictly no chair off, but have three hundred kids give up their Saturdays to follow you around. <laughs> Look, I'm going to can't get cheered off for two fifty, but if you play thirty really hard yeah. games, yeah. we're going to get you up on sense. our shoulders. And as for that kids thing, I saw what you tweeted, <laughs> and I looking back on that now. Right, looking back well, on I that I said now. I can answer this for you, for you. He'll say no to being cheered off, but yes to 249 <laughs> kids being made to follow him around in a lap of honour. I look at that year. now in in isolation back when I – and Yeah, you made a mistake. You regret it. I probably should have said <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the 282 kids would have loved it. That's the they loved thing. it and it was they about the kids. It wasn't about me. It was yeah, about fine, the kids. 282 you. kids. Loved it. Yeah. But it's extraordinary. Isn't it? You can't get cheered off for 250 games, but you can get cheered off for 30, 30. 30 good games that you've toiled away for six years. I didn't years say 30. To the see, club. see how you exaggerated. You said what 100. I said. I said 100, you mm. peanut. <laughs> what 100 so, game is getting cheered off? Jake King. Have you, you push up, kid. 
I cheered, reckon he got cheered push off. Push-up. <laughs> no, push-up. You didn't get cheered off for 100. I'm going to find that reason if he did. You know who did. <laughs> Jake you King's know. got, like, really small legs. Like, unbelievably small, yeah, but a really it. long torso. Yeah, he's he? like yeah. me. Short legs, long, powerful torso. You know torso. who did mm, get nothing cheered like off? You know? <laughs> you know who happily jumped up on a chair for 100? You know how most guys after 100, if they were, <clears throat> if teammates were coming over them to get cheered off, you'd yeah. go, nah, nah, nah. You know who jumped up on a chair? Who? Our man, Kane Pettifer. <laughs> did he? <laughs> he he got brain. shared off for a hundred. That's brain. All right, hypotheticals to finish. I just saw something on the little homothetical stinger then that reminded me, next week we must bring the Laguna Keys expose yeah, on affair. a current affair. Yeah. Randy, how did that make you feel? It's not looking good up there, huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a lot of cyclone fencing. <laughs> it's a long-term hold. It is a long-term hold, boys, you know. When you buy property, Ooh. you hold it. When the news came that the old it. prawn farm wasn't going up there, the arse of the real estate. I think it's all mudflats up there at the there moment. There was nothing going on up there. I can't believe it. I've, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, though. Have you heard of adverse possession? No, I haven't. So basically, like, if there's a house, you're not going to go this there, again. If eh? there's a house, in, if there's a house in your street <laughs> yeah. that's untouched, you go and live in it for seven years. So you have to, you have to like change the lock. You're a squatter. You change the lock, right? And then it's yours. If that lock doesn't get removed after seven years, you yours? adversely possess it, and it's your house. So what are you going to do? Go and no. sit on the block? I'll go and see. I'll go. I'll just go put up a tent and you know spend for a, seven a years. Weeks there. Well, I'm not going to live something there for seven that's worth years. bugger all. <laughs> What if the airport gets built? Oh, yeah, that, that big international yeah. airport that's going to get built. Hey, it's a long-term hold. <laughs> All right, this week we're doing an Olympic-themed, world record-themed homotheticals. Right. Right, the the old format homotheticals are still on under construction because of some feedback. Okay, so you're a world record holder, okay? Right. And every time you you introduce yourself, you have to introduce yourself as the world record holder. All right. So, for example, hi, I'm Nathan Brown. I'm the hairiest person in the world. Okay. 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 Well, okay. I'm Richard Hummerston. I've got the most infractions with HR. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, huh? Didn't he? Love it. I did like that. It's untrue. It's very untrue. Okay. You have to choose one or the other. Most piercings or most cosmetic procedures. Oh, jeez. So most cosmetic procedures. So you look like Jocelyn Wildenstein. Yeah, you could look like that. You know, but the cat woman. Cosmetic procedures, oh. you could get. Uh, I mean, uh, the, your no, imagination I, go wild, but. I think I am going. I think I am going cosmetic. Yeah, Same, cosmetic. Because you for get me. lipo. I'd get a stack of lipo. Cosmetic just for be, me. Just ripped. Yeah. What about that guy that wants to look like Ken? Have you seen him? Yeah, on the Ken doll. The Ken doll. Good on him. Okay. Look like him. I'd rather look like him than the piercings. What about this? Longest fingernails or toenails? Fingernails. You wouldn't be able to wear shoes. How, you'd never, how do you get around with longest toenails? Yeah, yeah for fingernails. You could wrap them around. You could wrap wrap them around your feet and put some shoes on. Nah, nah. Fingernails. Fingernails. Um, largest male nipples or longest armpit hair. <laughs> I'm going the hair. You can plait it up and yeah, tie it up. Yeah, you can tie it up, wrap it around your arm like a, a do bandage. You, <laughs> be a bit weird with it. Like, do you want some big golf tees <laughs> hanging out of your chest? <laughs> yeah, let's go the hair. All right. You need some good dry cloth. Oh, wouldn't you? Largest collection of rubber ducks or garden gnomes? Ugh. Rubber ducks. I could put them in a cupboard. Well, I yeah. think if you've got the largest collection, it's not just going to fit in a cupboard. Yeah. It'd be a few. It'd be a couple of million. I don't like garden gnomes. No, neither do I. They're a bit scary. 
yeah. aren't they? We used to steal them as kids. You walk in at night and you're yeah. a bit sort of not right and you're uh, yeah. garden gnomes everywhere. There's still um, movies about them coming alive yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm ducks. Love the ducks. And ducks are pretty cool as well. You could have my like a big, you could have a big pool. Ducks in yeah, yeah. I'd buy a property with a big lake and just dump them yeah. in there. Um, most number of spoons on the body or spin a basketball on a toothbrush the longest. And we've got some right. photos for this one. Okay. So this guy spun a basketball on a freaking toothbrush for one minute eighteen fifty eight oh my god, I'm one like one minute eight fifteen seconds. What does that mean? One And this guy had sure that wasn't seventy nine spoons on his body. Are these people in jail or are they I don't know, but he had seventy-nine spoons on his body. It looks. I which it, which of those would you attempt? I don't reckon your neck would hold up, would it? Spinning the bar. Well, I reckon that's meant to be an hour and eight seconds. Don't you? Yeah, reckon? it was weird the way. Yeah, it was I reckon that was meant to be an I hour and eight seconds. So, I reckon someone's balancing a basketball on a toothbrush for an hour. Well, when a minute doesn't seem long enough. No, I feel like I could fluke yeah. a minute. Yeah, on I'd a get, toothbrush. I, yeah, I feel well, like for a Guinness World Record, it's a minute's too short. I, I think I could fluke. Yeah, I'm going the spoons. I, I'm going to stand there and try and clamp some spoons to myself. Mm. Okay. I think it sounds pretty cool, though, that I've, I can spin the basketball the longest in the but world rather than I can get enough spoons No, it is cooler, but it, don't you think a yeah. minute sounds too short for a world record? One minute. Yeah. I agree. But it's not about it's, – it's what you have to introduce yourself as, right? Yeah. So I'd rather introduce myself as the basketball spinner than the – Embarrassing that you're only going to say I only did <laughs> You're gonna, it's every time you claiming. meet someone, you're going to go, oh, by the way, I can fit the most spoons on my body. Nothing. It's like I did something for a minute. But yeah. I can fit the most spoons on my body? I'm going to spoons. I'm going to spoons too. One minute's just no good. All right, that's going to do us this week. It's a big, 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 big show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hey, good luck. All the eastern, the whole eastern seaboard is, on, is in lockdown. So is make sure you be yet? safe. I think so. Flat. I, we're flat. Hey, but the best thing you can do is go and get vaccinated. Yes. I went and got my vaccine. Richo's got yours. Pfizer. Brandy's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, he's booked in. I'm booked in. So just go and get it done. The quicker you get it done, the quicker we're out of this crap. We don't ever, ever have to mention lockdown again. Good luck on the punt. Most importantly, gamble responsibly.